was a wretch I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time Sin separated The breach was far too wide But from the far side of the chasm You held me in your side So you made a way Across the great divide Left behind heaven's throne To build it here inside And there at the cross You paid the debt I owed Broke my chains, freed my soul For the first time I had hope
Thank you, worship team. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this uh, chilly, chilly spring day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It is good to have each and every one of you with us this morning. If you're joining us online, welcome. I hope that you are in warmer places than we are. It's chilly where we are today. I had to scrape the windshield off this morning on the way in. I don't know if anyone else had to do that uh, on the way in. We do have a garage, but federal law says the wife gets the garage, so uh, I, got to, I still got to scrape. Uh, a couple of announcements to share today. Uh, for those of you who are coming out to lunch with us uh, today, it's, if, if you didn't sign up, I'm sorry, but they're full. Uh, we've got several dozen folk coming out, uh, but we, I, I didn't even get to go in. I, I was going to sign up, and you're filled up, so bless your heart. Uh, but they even had to change the venue because the, uh, the old venue couldn't, couldn't house you all. Uh, so uh, the new venue, we'll meet at Chicago Connection up by Cherry and Linder, at around 12.45 today for those who signed up. And uh, I'll have to sign up early next month should we, should we pull that off again. Check out the bulletin for upcoming Easter events. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the life of the church. Hard to believe that Easter is only two weeks away from today. Uh, Palm Sunday is next week. We'll have a palm parade by our kids. Uh, and I think we'll have enough palms uh, between the first service, the big service, and, and uh, all of us as well. We'll have enough palms for everybody. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Monday, Thursday, we're having a special Tizay service here in the sanctuary. Uh, also a potluck, uh, 6 o'clock food, 7 o'clock service. Monday, Thursday, and a good Friday service. The choir invites you to their cantata on that evening. Next day's Easter egg hunt, so that'll be fun. I think it's in, indoors. Is Cassie in here? Indoor, indoor Easter egg hunt? Yes. Awesome. It'll be fun. Uh, sign in. Let us know you're here. Every, every row, every pew has a sign-in sheet, uh, fill it out. Let us know you're here. We, we appreciate that as well. We're going to get our worship on here in a second, but uh, before we all start singing, let's greet those around us in Christian love and then remain standing for the opening songs.
fifth grade and below this is your time come on up good to see you did you really this is your last sunday with us in church yeah safe travels okay all right i remember uh sometime this week or maybe last week the week before someone asked me pastor mike if you were on a desert island what book would you like to have? What are your five books that you want on a desert island? Probably a Bible. That would be a good one. I got one of those as well. So that would be one on, on my list. Another one would be, uh, I was going through my uh, the books I had in my office. I still have my Boy Scout handbook from, from a long time ago. Yeah. It's as old as the Bible. I'm about as old as the Bible. It feels like something. Even has coffee stains from the 1980s from my parents using it as a coaster back in the day. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. But maybe this could get, help me with first aid, and it could help me try to figure out which plants to eat that are edible, which plants are not, so I could but check that out. No if there's no edible plants on that island, then I am certainly up a creek. It's not, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Maybe I need a book, How to Build a Boat. That would be a good book to have you if you're have, on a desert in island. In the desert, you, you have no water, so how are you going to swim with the boat? I'm hoping that, oh my gosh, all these things I have to think about now. Oh, Well, there was a long time ago, 
there's a literary character who was stuck on an island. And uh, help me out. What was his name? Robinson Crusoe. That's someone at the first service said, Tom Hanks. Like, not Tom Hanks. Another, another person on the way out said, Gilligan's Island. Like, no, not Gilligan's Island. Robinson Crusoe. So Robinson was stuck on an island. And he... Yeah, it wasn't so much desert, but it was a deserted island, which means no one else was there. But there was sand. That was cool. Uh, but he had, he had two books. One book he got from the ship that he had about how to, how to survive and some of that. But the other book that he had was he found a Bible. And at first, he didn't want to read this at all. Uh, he just wanted to read this, which is fine. You know, you got to take care of survival needs. But after a while, he felt lonely and he felt sad and he felt all by himself. And he started to read the Bible. And the Bible told him stories of people from a long time ago and families and struggles and battle and joy and, and suppers and togetherness and the story of redemptions wrapped up in here. And even though he was all by himself for many of those years, until Friday showed up, uh, he, found, he found hope in this. He found survival in this. And he found hope in this. And in this world, you need both. You need, you need something that feeds the body, and you need something that feeds the soul. But how did he build the boat? Because he has nothing to build the boat with. I don't remember how he got off the island. Maybe that needs to be one of my five books, Robinson Crusoe, to figure out how, he, how that happened. Does anyone know? Did he get off the island? He had to get off the island to write the book in the story, right? Yo, you didn't read it, did it? You didn't read it either. I see how you are. It's an old, old-timey book. All right. This is your last Sunday with us. And we just pray God's blessings on you wherever you go. And, and just know that you always have a home here at, at the Church of the Warm Heart. Okay? Let's, let's all pray together. Heaven above, we ask your blessing upon Sienna and upon her family, upon her grandparents, that as they enter this new stage of, of figuring out family, that, that you are always with them and that they know that that your presence is always there, and that CN always has a home here. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Can you give me a high five? Good to have you. Good morning, church. I'm, I'm Pastor Jen. Will you join with me in an attitude of prayer? If you have any prayer requests or concerns, anything that's on your heart today, this is a time of our service where we share them aloud with one another. Then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, great is your faithfulness. We praise your name. In you we are redeemed, and in you we are made new. Lord God, there are times we struggle and we lose sight of our own worth. 
There are times we miss the mark and cast stones, and, and there are times we don't love as fully as we are called to do. Help us to see one another through the lens of the sacred, to love as you love. We thirst for your righteousness and truth, and we are so thankful to be called beloved. It is with humble hearts we look to you. Sustain our God, teach us your ways so that we may be able to see both the need and the divine spark of our neighbor. That we may learn to see you in those that hunger and thirst, both for physical and spiritual sustenance. That we may learn to see you in the stranger and in the prisoner. Help us to view one another as you do, with love and with grace. Let this be our religion. For your son Jesus taught that this is the way. It is the way that leads to life. And Lord, today we gather together as your people to pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As willing and able, let's stand and sing as the deer. For some this might be new, for some this might be old, but let's enjoy together.
this morning is from the book of John, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, and chapter 19, verses 28 and 29. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samarian woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samarian woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samarian woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samarians. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? (laughs) Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that Scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine was there, so they soaked it in a sponge and put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. May God bless the reading of his word. Thank you, Tom. I'll finish the story of the Samaritan woman very shortly, but I remember being 12 years old, hot and dusty, ball diamond, playing out there with my friends in the middle of the summer in the middle of a cornfield. If you've seen the field of dreams, it was kind of like that. I grew up, grew up in a place where there was just, it was just flat and cornfield, and after a whole afternoon of just playing second base, it was time to get a drink. 
And we went to that pump that, that, that Ball Diamond had one of those old fashioned pumps. You know, you pump and you pump and you pump and you have to wait for the water and you have to wait for the water. And after a while, if it doesn't come out, then you're like, do I keep going? Like, is it almost there? And we don't know. We all took turns. There was no water. The well was dry. We hadn't had rain for weeks. Even the crops that surrounded the, the baseball diamond were, you, know, you could see the cracks in the, in the, in the field and the, the corn was, was all brown. This was the time of Farm Aid when Willie Nelson and company went around and played stadiums for, for farmers. And I figured, all right, we're, st- we're still dying of thirst. Um, Gatorade hadn't done their commercials yet. We didn't know to drink that stuff. So we, Grandma's house, I can, we can go to Grandma's house. It's, it's a half mile into town. So we all hopped on the gravel road and um, just just thirsty the whole time. And we get to Grandma's house, and Grandma's not there, and the door is locked. And uh, there was a, a note on the door because she knew we were coming sometime that day. Uh, there was a note that says, I'm up at the school, volunteering, getting ready for the upcoming season, uh, school season. School's a half mile that way. All right. We finally get to the school, and, and we have to bang on the door to let us in. And so the, the water fountain is right there, and it works. And there's eight of us. And uh, we, we didn't have enough to make a full team. We only had eight, so only two people in the outfield. But anyway, that's another story. Um, but we're all in line, and I'm the last guy in line, just looking like this. And they're all taking like five minutes each, taking a drink of water. Have you ever been that thirsty? Has it been a while? Have you ever been where you're, you, just, you just need water? It's been a long time since I've, I've had a need like that. Maybe I need to exercise more and, and get myself going. But uh, I don't know why that one sticks out. Maybe it's because of the disappointment when the well was dry. We all have a need of water. Lord knows we all don't drink enough of it. Our planet, mostly water. Our bodies, mostly water. Before we're born, we are surrounded in a sack of water. Many of us, before we go to bed, we get a drink of water, and the first thing we do uh, when we get up is get a drink of water. My kids do that at bedtime. This is, uh, this is many years ago now when they were a little smaller, but I remember just sitting in the living room. They're, oh, thank God they're in bed kind of moment. And from the, from the back, I hear one of my kids say, uh, Daddy, I want water. And at this time, they're, they're not here, so I can say this story. At this, one of them has a bathroom issue at night, and you don't get water at night, right? You don't get water. Daddy, I'm thirsty. I want water. You can't have water. And just the back and forth, the yelling, Daddy, I need water. Like, and I finally I had enough. I said, stop it or I'm coming in there. And that's when he said, yes, and when you come, bring water. So yes, we got them water. Jesus spoke about being thirsty, such as the story of the woman at the well. Now, if you remember the full story, Jesus asked the woman to give him a drink. And the one woman responded, sir, how is it that you, a Jew, is asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? There's a couple no-nos here. First of all, uh, 
Jesus is going through, talking to us, going through Samaria, talking to a Samaritan. And, 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 the, and the gospel writer even tells us, like, at that time, Jews did not associate with Samaritans. John, who wrote this a couple generations after his time with Jesus, had to remind the people that this was a thing. There was a time when we had segregated wells. You had a well for these folk, and you had a well for these folk. Thank God we're past those days today. And he's also speaking to, to a woman. Back in those days, keep the gender separate, uh, especially people that you don't know. But Jesus, Son of God, opens his doors to everybody. Praise be to God. If you knew who it was that was saying to you, give me a drink, you would have said, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And whoever drinks from this well, Jacob's well, will always be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the living water will never be thirsty, as, as, as the scripture would continue later on. Well, how do you get this living water? And we can see the story, Jesus is the living water. Here's this woman who was thirsty. She doesn't know it yet, but she's standing in front of the Savior. And she wants to be made whole. She wants to be a part of the community again. Here's, here's a little hint and somewhere in the scripture. Uh, I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I hit the bar scene. Uh, but uh, back in the day, if, 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 if my girlfriend wants to go to the bathroom, does she take a whole bunch of people to the bathroom? With her? Uh, a woman at the well by herself is telling there should be a whole bunch of people at the well. They all go out to the well together and they all come back from the well together. All the other stories, there's a gaggle of folk. This is the only time that you ever get in scripture a, a lady by herself at the well. She is not welcome. She's outside of the group. She is not part of the social structure. For whatever reason, she has to go to the well when no one else can be there. And Jesus opens up his arms. And it's interesting to me that when Jesus asked the Samaritan woman to give him a drink, he uses the same word that he would later share upon the cross. The only two times in scripture where this word uh, for thirst comes up, I thirst. And we can hear these words from the cross as Jesus finally showing us his humanity, his human side. He is fully divine and he is fully human. The human side needs food, needs water, needs love, needs comfort, needs rest. And here we are on the cross. During the season of Lent, we're taking Jesus' sayings upon the cross. He had about six or seven and we're turning them into the sermons for this week, for this, for the season of Lent. And here he is at the end thirsting, and he lets his guard down, and he shows that he is truly, truly one of us. Now, you could read it at face value that he is just thirsty, but I also want to take it a little bit more to a metaphor, because I think he's telling us something else as well. The Gospel of John said it like this, after this, when Jesus knew that now is all finished, in order to complete and fulfill the scripture, that's when he said, I thirst. 
all things are complete. In other words, his mission on earth is fulfilled. The work that he was sent to do on earth is now done. And I believe that Jesus as the teacher, always the one to point the way and to open up the doors of salvation to us, wants to help us to recognize not only his own needs, but the needs of others as an additional purpose for choosing his words. And I think it's one final reminder, giving us one last word, one last way to recognize that of our own need for a savior, one last way to recognize that we are all truly thirsty. You see, we have a, we have a, a way of thinking that says, I don't need anybody. I don't need you. I don't need the world. Everything I've ever done, I have done on my own. And as soon as I say that, my wife would say, excuse me? My parents would say, uh-huh. All the teachers I ever had would go, okay. And the town I grew up in would say, you're, you're a child of us. And uh, yeah, uh, whatever accomplishments I've had, I did it on the backs of those who loved and cared. We are raised to be confident in our own abilities, self-assured that we did everything by ourselves. And we are socialized to think that if we do have needs, that if we do need help from someone else, that we are weak or lazy or incompetent. We have become, in a sense, our own kind of gods. Jesus, in those two words, just as the woman at the well directs us to think about our need for a savior, for our own thirst for living water. And not only do we need help to recognize our own thirst, there's people around you who are thirsty. There's people in this room who are thirsty. There are people who are outside these doors who are thirsty. There there is a nation that is thirsty. And I got to wonder who among us, if we were there 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago at the foot of the cross, and we heard, we heard Jesus say, I am thirsty. Which one of us would go and, and, and offer something to drink should the Roman soldiers let us do that? Hopefully, hopefully Jen would, or I would, or you would, or you would, or you would. We would all want to give something. And he does. He gets a, he gets, they get the sponge, and they put it up on a stick, and they, they put wine vinegar in it. And when I was a kid, I used to think that was cruel. But really, it's, it's medicinal. Try to ease the pain. Try to ease the suffering. It's what they had. And yet, Christ tells us that we have the opportunity to serve him, to give him drink every day. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells us, there's a story at the end about sheep and goats. There's a, there's a whole field, there's sheep, and there's, I shouldn't point, I'm sorry, you're all sheep and you're all goats, that's not what I'm saying. So there's a story where the, the one day the, the, the Lord will separate the sheep from the goats, and uh, the, the, the sheep in this story are the righteous ones, the goats not so much. But uh, he will tell the sheep, come you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was in prison and you visited me. And the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you? 
hungry, thirsty, naked, prison, sick. And the Lord will answer, whatever you did to the least of these, you also did unto me. So Jesus tells us we have the opportunity every day to care for him in the way that we care for each other. And I don't like that scripture. Because there are days that I'm a goat. There are days that I'm a sheep. Other days that I'm a goat. And I've missed Christ among us. We walk by every day people who are thirsty or hungry, or sick, or naked, or in prison. I'm not casting judgment because I do it myself, and I could even be doing God stuff while I'm doing it. I'm driving down the road, and I got my little praise music going on the radio, uh, listening, Just I got it crammed, I got it jacked up, because I got to beat the Jeep next to me who's playing their music, All right? I got to, you want to share your music? I'll share my music, and so... It's not always praise music. Sometimes I still got the CD for Riverdance, the old Irish. So I just crank that, and people are like, oh, that's weird. Like, yeah, you're sharing your music, I'll share mine. Why not? But the more I'm blasting it, I'm also driving right by, get on the, on the side of the road, homeless. And I drive by the hospital, and I know there's people in there who would just love to see somebody. And they assisted living in the nursing home right there. Someone someone who has not seen a friendly face in such a long time. While back, uh, someone at the first service uh, caught me and said, thank you for the meet and greet time. And I'm like, oh, all right. She goes, that's the only hug I get all week. I'm like, oh. Side hugs. I do mostly side hugs. That's why I love the message from the cross, I thirst. The least of these. I thirst. I thirst for the for the single mom just trying to make ends meet. I thirst that someone might show a little love to the victim of abuse. I thirst for those who are oppressed or living in the refugee camp. I thirst for those dealing with disabledness and Victims of war and famine and poverty. Jesus on the cross, you have, we have an opportunity to give him what he wants. All these people are part of my family, he says. There are people out there who need your help. He thirsts for us to help people in need, to show compassion over judgment, grace over law. Humility over pride. He thirsts for us to have a simple faith, just to believe, to act, to love. That's what he thirsts for. Can we give it to him? What are you thirsty for? You want to find the living water? The kind that not only quenches the the throat, but soothes the soul? Do you want to find that peace, that love, that belonging, that forgiveness, that joy? Find the living water. It might take some pumping. It might take a little bit of elbow grease. It might take some asking and seeking and knocking. But I tell you the truth. 
that well will never go dry. The family of God said, As we come to the offering, a word of thanks to those who participate in the giving to this church. I was looking for my prop. I have a prop out there on the, uh, you don't, don't get it, you stay right here. But out, out there on the, uh, where the bulletins are, uh, there's some cards nowadays that we have out there that says, I give online. Um, new cards that we, that we put up. Long story short, we've, we've heard some folk that uh, when the offertory plate goes by, you know, if they give monthly or they give annually even, or if they give online, or if they give, uh, like our family, we give stock uh, usually when, uh, anyway, you can give stock that appreciates and you don't have to pay the capital gains. Shh, don't tell them. But uh, my wife is sitting out there and every time the offertory plate goes by, it always feels awkward. Does it, do you ever feel awkward when it goes by? Like, I already gave online. Uh, there's cards out there if you want to show uh, or participate in the, uh, the act of giving. Um, for us, anyway, it's a good thing for us to teach our kids. Like, we, we do. We, we participate. Um, there you go. Uh, if you want to grab a card next time through, if, that's, if that pertains to you. We are a church that loves. We, we believe, and we have, you know, we have a foundation, a bedrock of beliefs. But honestly, we're here to love and care for those in our community. Your offering makes that happen for us. As able, let's stand and sing our closing song, Do What You Want To. Do 
time. Thank you to the worship team. Thank you to the booth up above for making all this happen and our online uh, hosts and all that. For all of us, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we walk these days of Lent, that we might find his blessings forevermore. Go in peace. Mm -hmm.